He's like, I'm losing my mind. Losing my mind. Well, I mean, He's like, I'm gonna break up with my wife. I was like, okay, go outside and take some, take a take breath, a deep breath, take get a some breath. Air. <laughs> this is not the time to end a relation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Oh, hi, you're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky few that got out and all the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney, and I'm uniquely qualified to discuss this as I currently work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles. And actually, I'm changing this intro because that is actually not true at the current moment because this is a special coronavirus <laughs> intro <laughs> episode. Live from the apocalypse. <laughs> and I have Lee Lamson Quay with me right now. Still here. Still here <laughs> we recorded a previous episode that you guys aren't gonna hear for a few weeks sorry i also wanted to talk to her because we both work at a comedy club and we have been disproportionately affected by this craziness and yeah yeah we don't want to be negative but it's um, scary it's a little scurry <laughs> so hi lee thanks for being hi. here thanks i have nothing else to do <laughs> good talking to you yeah she keeps emphasizing that when i asked her <laughs> no. to be on this she's like i mean i'm not doing anything else so i guess i'll do it and i'm like that hurts but i won't <laughs> explain why that hurts <laughs> so yeah a lot of you guys have slid into the dms and like just been lovely 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 humans to me during this time and i'm sure Lee, you've had people reach out to you too yeah and people are really i mean it's, la has got a bad reputation and also a sometimes reasonable reputation for having no sense of community but i do think once you find your community here it makes it feel a lot smaller and much more loving and you I, I do feel very taken care of i've had a lot of people reach out and yeah, shout um, out to Sean Polofsky specifically for being absolutely lovely. And I've had people be unbelievable to me during this time. So can thank I just, you. Yeah. Wait, can I segue <laughs> into saying that I stole all the fruit from the comedy store? And I'm, I think, that the, wine. I think that the fruit flies because I was like, I was like, I'm going to juice these. I'm going to juice these. I'm going to juice these. And I've had them since Friday. It is now Wednesday and I need to juice these because I'm batting away fruit flies in my house yeah we're at lee's place we, we went mobile <laughs> with this recording and yeah there have been I, i'm gonna be honest there have been a few a I'm few like, fruit flies. what's happening oh i have lots of fruit in my yeah. house i walked in and there's a box by lee's door and she was like do you need limes and i was like i mean i, I guess i'll take a couple she's like i have a lot <laughs> i'm like if like, anybody is worried that scurvy's coming back we got you we, we good mm-hmm. <laughs> hit up a server friend of yours yeah. whose restaurant got shut down and they had a plethora of citrus mm-hmm. so this episode is a special bonus episode because we we, we, as Lee has pointed out several times, we, we ain't got nothing but time. <laughs> we ain't got shit to do. <laughs> it's Wednesday. You ain't got no job. <laughs> you, you ain't got shit to do. <laughs> what is that from? I'll die. From Friday. That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's um, what I posted last Friday. Did you really? Every day. Every day. Because <laughs> we in Groundhog Day too. Two movie references in under five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's very impressive. Oh, and I am recording this time because for the episode that Lee and I just did, <laughs> I was not recording for any of it because I have Corona brain. So we had to do... <laughs> two versions of that recording which is great lisa trooper it was fun well you're lovely i got to come up with all different versions of my life it was really fun (laughs) okay so a handful of the questions that i have been asked from people that are amazing and just curious who live in other parts of the country but also some people that live here were how has the service industry been affected so lee do we have a job currently no and how did we find out so originally it started that they were gonna go down to so 
so we have three rooms in our club. Mm-hmm. We have a like a 180 person mm-hmm. room. We have like essentially a 400 person room mm-hmm. and then like a 90 yeah. person room. So they originally said they li- they wanted to limit gatherings to 250 or less, which meant I think because my original assumption was, oh, then we can have the belly room and the OR open. But then they were like, no, because it has to be we can't have all of those people in the same building. Mm-hmm. So then they went down to just the OR. So then we found out on last Friday morning, Thursday. Well, oh, sorry, Thursday was when we found out it was because on room. Thursday there was a double Joe Rogan show scheduled right. for the main room, and then they he canceled. tweeted out. Yeah, he was like, "I'm not going to the comedy store." And yeah. then didn't we get the email after that? Oh yeah, they let social media know before we. Isn't knew. that crazy? I thought so too. But I talked to Jen about it, and they were on the fence because they were. I think they were a little worried that if they told us first, then then we would leak it. So they wanted accurate. To, actually, yes. So You're right, I get. Jen. I understand. <laughs> yeah. I so then they let the public know, and then tried to let us know as quickly as possible. Dude, I swear to God, there's so many fruit flies. You just guys. came out of <laughs> there's nowhere. So many fruit flies. <laughs> they heard we were recording, and they're like, "Showtime!" I'm like, "When did this start?" I'm like, "Yeah, come over to my very clean house, Kate." <laughs> it's a meticulous, and there's flies. Okay, so Thursday. Yeah, they... so Thursday we found out they were going down to just the original room, which is three servers, and then they were like, "So anybody who's scheduled anywhere else, you're not working tonight." And then further, and then they rescheduled everybody, so they were going to rotate six servers through each night because they were going to do two shows. Two shows, three mm-hmm. servers per show. One group of three worked the first. One group of three worked the second. And then essentially, I the math that I did was we'd all get two shifts a week. Yeah, me too. And I was praying to God that that would be on the low end, three hundred. On the high end, four hundred. If we were fucking lucky. If we were lucky, Ugh. assuming that because it was the only room, it would be sold out every night and da 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 da. So right. that was Thursday. So then my Thursday math was <laughs> Thursday math. Thursday math. Ages was, ago. Yeah. <laughs> apply for less apply for unemployment for decreased hours Mm -hmm. so you and i did that differently i applied for full-time to part-time and you applied for part-time to on-call correct yeah and then but assuming that we'd still have a little bit and then we get a little supplement whatever and then friday morning we wake up to an email saying the club is closed because the governor has said no gatherings of larger than 50 people it was a recommendation because the the state of california was still i think riding the line of 150 and then mayor garcetti who's the la mayor said actually 50 or more we're we're gonna lock it down for los angeles but it was recommended it wasn't mandated right so other clubs in the area i don't know if you saw this on their social media but they were pillaging and saying we and one we're club in particular open. we're still open we're sanitizing we know you need to laugh during a crisis so we take our jobs very seriously oh, i was break. so mad i was like oh no you guys never sell out and you want <sighs> oh no that's what i'm sure no and i honestly though i think so we're lucky that our ceo in a time like this like yes. our ceo peter shore works for the va that's his full-time job he he's does a, hr for he's them, a right? psychologist oh he is i didn't know that mm-hmm. so he has firsthand knowledge and has been getting firsthand like he's been getting information prior to us getting it and he lives in seattle yeah so well they got in, hit before we they did got too. hit yeah so he's been getting it way before anybody else and he's getting more firsthand information and we're just you know than anyone else is getting so we've been doing pre-shift meetings about the coronavirus for a week before and two weeks, to the po- two weeks we're yeah. to the point where i was like wash your hands everybody <laughs> calm the fuck down we're Lee was like fine. in the back of the classroom being like you guys this is stupid i was outside flirting with the security <laughs> guard and jen's like can you come inside we're having a meeting i was like another one <laughs> <laughs> well, and they had also put up hand sanitizer stations with big white signs with big arrows because people are stupid that said hand sanitizer. And then they also had signs up that were like, hey, do you feel sick? 
Gahum. Yeah, which is hilarious because I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yes, I'm going to not have a fun night out. I'm going to go ahead and be responsible for myself because no. I have a dry cough. Yeah, never yeah. happens. And we knew that. So you and I had a different experience on Wednesday night. Emily, who is lovely, she had a show and I was asking her questions. I was like, do you think that they're going to shut down? Like, what do you think this is going to look like? And that was Wednesday. And she goes, you know, I think what they're going to do is go down to just the original room, just the belly room. I, I think it should be fine, but it, we, we are going to lose the main room because it's just too big. Mm-hmm can't manage it. And in my head, I was like, Ooh, that's a hit. Right. So I was like, all right, mentally prepare for that. And she goes, but that's not going to happen likely. And of course I am in 0% blaming her. None of us knew anything, Yeah. but she was like, that's not going to happen until probably next week. And I was like, all right, cool. I can financially try and prepare. Like I'm going to pick up every shift. And then to have woken up to Thursday morning, a member of the staff sent out an email to everyone being like, Hey, can you explain this? Because she had seen the social media post. Yeah. And I thought she's an alarmist. What is this? This is fake no way that, yeah. that they've sent this out. I had out. just been at the store with Jen and she was finishing up the schedule for the following week. Who's a manager. Was, she's a she manager. Was the, she's the assistant manager and she was finishing up the schedule and it, she was like, oh my God, I'm so stressed because I had to give so many people so many shifts because we're so busy and da 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 She's like, but this is probably going to be the last week that it's like this so at least everybody will get money and I was in my head going, thank God I just need one more week yeah. and then I can to be stack, able to make rent <laughs> and then I can stack cash and I'll be fine. Yeah. But then if I had had one more fucking just one week. week. I Listen, would have made another twelve hundred dollars, maybe. Maybe. And I gave Morgan my last shift because I was trying to be nice because he thought he was gonna be out of town and he was like, I need shifts. And I was like, I'll give him my Thursday. I was like in my head, I was like, maybe not, maybe not. And then I was like, no, work it. And then I'm Do so it. glad I fucking worked it. I mean, it's crazy, like when you think about what we didn't know at the time. So one of the main questions that I'm getting is financially, what are we doing? And I will say, because the store is the way that it is, we hustle, we work our asses off. We make more money probably than most restaurants, but we are still restaurant slash theater employees. So nobody's raking in a gold mine. But because the comedy store does what they do and they took care of their employees and said, you know, they're going to take care of the employees for the next two weeks. It's better than it could be. Mm-hmm. But I think that so much of this is a question mark that I think that's the thing that people, the people that have reached out to me and have been lovely, they don't know. Well, the, the, the sad part is I wish we had more information, but we don't actually know. Yeah. So we have been told what was the day that they said that we're done until? I mean, they said March 31st. But then I heard, and this is all obviously like hearsay, but I heard that they had told the promoters that they book independently, that they weren't allowed to rebook the promoters until April 10th. So then in my mind, I was like, okay, plan on that plan on second week of April. But I've always been I'm good for a month. Yeah. But after a month, I'm going to start to stress and I can pay my bills for two months. And then I'm at zero. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) then we in trouble. Then me and the cats are going to start busking. (laughs) Make these motherfuckers work for their fucking tiki cat for people who have never been to new orleans you want to explain what buskin is <laughs> um it's when you get out and you just do a talent show whatever your talent is where you can you're the prettiest toe painter you've ever seen <laughs> what would you and the kitties do what would be your look i'm gonna teach these motherfuckers to dance or something like matilda talks maybe we can learn a word That's or two true. she's a calico she does talk she talks a lot <laughs> another question that i've gotten is do we feel scared as far as exposure and i 
don't just because I mean, I, I don't believe all the bullshit of this isn't real and this is a government conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. Go down whatever rabbit hole you want to. I'm not on your train. I do feel like this is a real thing, but I just don't. You and I are not in the demographic of people that may not survive it. So that's not to say, listen, there are people in their 30s that are dying. I'm not trying to, to discredit the fact that it is serious for everyone. So I don't feel scared. I mean, there are people that we work with that think they've already had it because they were leveled and very, very, very sick about two weeks before this all became national news as far as being in the US. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel scared. But do you feel like you could have got it or have had it or think you might get it? I mean, I think that purely based in the kind of industry that you and I work in, mm-hmm. the comedy, like I waited on, I, I was joking to a friend of mine who was like, hey, be careful. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be really careful and really racist and not, <laughs> but it. I think racism was the wrong term, but I meant like cautious, cautious. <laughs> not, I mean, I meant to be extreme, but I meant more like towards anyone with a fucking accent. Like, I don't care about your skin color. Right. But if you are a tourist yeah. and it's clear and it's clear that you're a tourist, mm-hmm. I am going to be like, can I'm you gonna put your drink you over just, here? Yeah, if, I'm going to put this here and then please don't touch me and then you can grab your drink and then still please don't touch me. <laughs> I mean, that's a note in general. Don't yeah. touch us. Don't anyway. touch me. But also, <laughs> but no, like, cause we wait on so many tourists yeah. that it's like once I, it started becoming clear that just purely traveling from Europe, if I don't know if, you know, there's a lot of Australians and a lot of English people, not a lot of like mainland Europeans that come through, but sure. Tom Hanks and, uh, Rita what's her, and Rita Wilson, I got it in Australia and yeah. then they stayed there because they quarantined themselves there. But there's a lot of people from the South Pacific that travel to Australia Mm-hmm. And I feel like they might have gotten hit. I don't know what the, do you know, the data I, the statistics for I don't, I don't totally know, but, um, there's also, also why Washington state got hit yeah. a lot harder though, because yeah. of the, like people traveling to and from Asia, I think from there. And that's where it started. Mm-hmm. even though we know that it's not the Chinese virus, Jesus Christ, I, like, don't let, let's not bring up the president. I like, I can't the Kung like, flu. I can't, like I can't, like I can't, <laughs> I cannot. Hashtag Kung flu. It's going to make me crazy. I can't, I can't. Dude, first of all, can we talk about, can I just, (laughs) can I just sidetrack to, I don't want to say who, but we all have people in our lives that we love dearly who Mm -hmm. are just wrong. Yeah. (laughs) In every sense of the word. Uh Uh And um, (laughs) one of those people posted yesterday a top and a bottom picture, one of sanctuary cities and the other of the places hardest hit by the virus in the United States. I did not see this. Okay. And, Oh, and just, is it a coincidence? I'll die. Oh, and I, I, I didn't even, I literally, I never respond to these things, but I was like, I cannot roll my eyes hard enough at this (laughs) right now to the point that I don't think I can get them out of the back of my head, (laughs) but I still love you. Yep. And then then he responded with so many private messages of like infowars.com says blah, blah, blah. And I wrote that's a credible news source. I was like, if you think that Alex Jones knows anything, ever going to get into my space, like, no, 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 no. I'm (laughs) never, you got to twist it. Not clicking on any of this shit. I'm so sorry. Thank you. And then the, and then the other day he posted it. We were racist for closing our borders, but now Mexico and Canada are closing theirs and everything's fine. I was like, yeah, because we, because of who we got in charge. Of course they're closing their borders. But also, so is everybody. So is everybody. (laughs) We can't, nobody can get around in Europe either. You can't go from France to England. Everybody's closing their borders. Everybody is closing their, I can't. I can't. I can't. Anyway, I, I mean, people listen. People are exposing their whole asses in this whole experience. Well, That's also, a separate. It, this is what happens when you put crazy people in front of a computer for like an mm-hmm. unknown amount of time, and mm-hmm. you don't let them go to work. The work is the thing that's keeping them sort of sane. <laughs> 
give them a dash. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Somebody fucking give them a dollar. Make them busk. Make them do something. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so that was one of the questions that I got. Then I also got the question of, do you believe in the incubation period? If you guys, so technically speaking, like we are told right now, we're going to go back to work April 1st. Although I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's true. I feel like it's going to be May 1st at that's, the very so earliest. That's, that's like just my, I'm planning for that. Same. So am I. I mean, and this leads to a much larger philosophical conversation that is not what this podcast is. Minimum wage is, it's impossible to live on one minimum wage job even if you're working 40 hours a week in the city of LA. It just, it's, and our minimum wage where we work is 13 an hour. And that in other parts of the country, that's a livable wage that is definitely not. And so tips are our survival. So would our unemployment be factoring in tips? I've been asked that too. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so Well, I mean, well, I don't know because so they asked me when I filed my unemployment and I'll be very like, I'll be very transparent. When I filed my unemployment, they asked me because I said I was going from full-time to Mm part-time, they asked me what, what I made because I filed it on Thursday of last week. So sure. they asked me what I made on the days that I had worked Up since until that week. Sunday. Okay. Sunday. So I had I had worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I put in my tips plus my hourly and they asked for the gross. Okay. So I did tips plus hourly every day. And you happened to have three really good and days. And I had really great shifts where I made really great tips. Which and is then, uh, not a consistent thing. That's the other no, thing. No, like, that's the thing. Like tips sometimes, are a gift. Yes, yeah, t- tips are a gift. So sometimes you get stiffed 800 times a day. I just really was like, thank God the last three days I've made this much money. Right. But it's also like the whole point of me waiting tables is that I don't want the government to know how much money I'm making. <laughs> so the irony Our of this issue. is, oh, and I had to <laughs> give you the be three honest? best days of my life <laughs> in ever. waitressing ever. Ever. <laughs> Oh, Oh, it's the worst. So, you know, I'll probably be regretting that decision Uh for the rest of my life. But so we were told in the state of California that the one week waiting period that normally happens for unemployment had been waived. And that would have been great, except the offices had been closed for a, a couple of those days. I was able to get through on the phone and other people that called from where we work were not able. They were like, the offices say they're closed. I don't know what happened there, but they've been, so they've been peppered out throughout these days being closed because the other thing is you now have people in the entirety of the state filing for unemployment who have literally never filed before in their lives. Yeah, They, I, they were saying a percentage today of people that I think it, I don't remember what the percentage was, but it's like the percentage of people who've never filed before Mm-hmm. is astronomical astronomical yeah. and so now everybody's filing so they didn't beef up the staff to supplement the number of claims that they're now getting so it's not an issue of the financial piece it's the bureaucracy of just going through the paperwork and being like okay this person's approved this person's approved this way. so anyway that week waiting period we still I, I can speak for Leon that neither of us have gotten unemployment checks yet so I mean, it has been so as of tomorrow it will have been seven days mm-hmm, same but, but technically speaking we that week week waiting period should have been, gone away. No, I should have, like, they should have put it into syst- the system immediately. By Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, when I did or it Monday. on, I did it on Thursday. Yeah, so, so you should have had it on Friday. on Friday. Yeah. And then maybe I would get it on Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't know how quickly. Roughly, that that feels right. Yeah. So I don't, we'll see if I get anything on Friday. Mm-hmm. And if not, I'm like, oof. But also, you know, the hard part is I have to go and update it because like I told you earlier, like I filed for reduced, reduced hours, hours because at that point we were going down to two days a week or two shifts a week. Sure. And now, you know, quickly after that, and I have, it just been, it has been a whirlwind since then. So I haven't had a chance to go back and redo it. But it's funny because like you think, what are you doing with your time? You have nothing to do. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm doing a lot of shit. I'm so busy. My so life busy. is so busy. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, have, I don't even have time to shower, guys. <laughs> 
fake can attest. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say anything. She, <laughs> She's she does sitting said across it. the room uh, from me, and kidding. it's not because of the coronavirus. <laughs> it's the fruit flies, Lee. Get these limes out of here. So that was one of the questions that I got. And then also, as far as what this looks like financially for most people that are minimum wage workers, God love the people that are minimum wage workers that don't also get tips. I don't know how they do it. I don't either. I mean, and I don't know how they do it normally. No, I when I lived in Boston, like California, when I first moved to California, I was like, why is my check so big? Because hello, I used to get void checks. So would I. Did you? Because we got two thirteen an hour in Ohio. We got an hour yeah. in Boston. So yeah. it was it would void out because and you would owe money yeah. because of the taxes on the tips that they would claim for yeah. you. Yeah, because they were like, oh no, tips about to float yo life. But <laughs> Boston tipped so well that you were okay. That it set my standard for tipping. Oh, well. But then I... God love the East Coast. Oh, God bless them. I mean, yeah. dude, I'll take a macho man any day if he's throwing 20s at my head and, Girl. Strip and I'm not showing him my titties. <laughs> <laughs> if you all are applying like both Lee... Well, I'm going to speak for myself. Yeah, same. <laughs> Same. I'm just saying. <laughs> Same. But I don't weigh more than you. Let's figure something out. Exactly. <laughs> but no, then I moved to California and the tips weren't as good. But then I was like, oh, but my checks are good. So it all sort of evens out in the end. But no, but we make for servers like we're one of the rare states. I don't know what the percentages of states that charge a server mm-hmm. minimum wage, but I know Arizona does. They charge a server minimum wage. So it's less than minimum wage in general. Yeah, that's crazy. I yeah. mean, that's why when restaurants in Ohio specifically, when they used to complain to us about labor, and be like, you guys have to, cl-. we used to have to like roll silverware off the clock. We're hurting, <gasps> blah, blah, blah. Oh, I know. It's illegal. I, I Listen, Kate now knows better. But like at the time I was like, okay, that feels right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm part of the t- team. <laughs> it's really important to be part of a team. God, kill me. Go fuck yourself. Um, go fuck t- I want my money. Where's yeah. my money? <laughs> now but I'm like, the- I'll cut you. <laughs> She will. <laughs> but like at the time you, you sort of get used to that. And so then coming out here and being like, oh, you're going to pay, you're going to pay me minimum wage and not assume that people are going to gift me with their money. Don't get it twisted. We understand that even though tipping is the societal standard, we don't expect it. We want it. We need it. I definitely couldn't live on $200 every two weeks. That's not enough. Cause we're I don't even when I did the math on $13 an hour for yeah. $40 for 40 hours minus taxes, mm-hmm. it was, well, we're not getting paid for 40, though. We're getting no, no, paid no. for... We're getting paid for whatever 20. our average is. Yeah. So I yeah. think that I... I think I probably... Because I've been picking up a lot of shifts. So I've been working like five More. shifts a week. Sure. But still, that's barely 30. Yeah. But I think for other people in the country who are listening to this who don't know your rent, if you're comfortable saying it. Oh, yeah. I pay 1650 around 1650 it just got raised hold on i'll look at it now <laughs> she is she's looking at the piece of paper i can see it too um, 1700 yeah total rent and parking 1692.47 okay so roughly 17 so i i have a roommate and we pay um almost 3000 for our space and that is without utilities and so our rent is definitely not covered by whatever unemployment could offer which is again i'm not looking a gift horse in the mouth i'm grateful that the state has what they have and that they're willing to offer it to us this is not a situation of screw them this isn't enough money but it also isn't enough money well i mean living in los angeles is hard enough so i've had two jobs for 20 years because california is an expensive place to live and i you've worked simultaneous jobs the entire time you've lived in la yes is that what i'm understanding and whether or not that means like i've worked twice a month at one job and full-time at another job i've always had to have something else to give me money because I am not the kind of person. And I think a lot of people move to California because they want to like live a different kind of lifestyle. I'm not 
interested in doing a nine to five. It literally gives me panic attacks. Same. I don't, I've I done can't it. do that. I can't live by mm-hmm. that kind of a schedule. Yeah. It's a lot and of your I life. like celebrating. I like eating out. I'm a chef. I like spending money on things that are like entertainment related or food related or things like that. I'm not frivolous. I'm not, I don't, I'm not like shopping at Neiman Marcus every day, but the things I spend my <laughs> <Or> money ever. <laughs> on yeah. are things that I also work in. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I earn that money and then I give it back to that. But it's like a, I don't know. LA is a very expensive place to to live in. And um, we definitely pay the price for that in times like this because, mm-hmm. but also, I don't know. I feel like it's all on a scale. So in Mississippi, where I'm from, if people are losing their jobs there, they're still, they still can't pay their rent there, even if their rent is $500. Right. I mean, it, yeah. And that's not to minimize anywhere else in the country. Everybody's suffering. Everybody's this is not suffering. to say we're only suffering in LA. No, 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 no. But the rent here is astronomical. Insane. It's astronomical. And like, to f- like, I feel like mine for a one bedroom being like 1650 is reasonable. And then when no, I it is. say it's that, less, it's less than the average. No, no you're twenty five hundred for a one bedroom in LA is about average right it's, now. Makes me want to vomit. Oh yeah, projectile vomit all over everyone forever, always. So, so I dream, and this is what I hope for post Corona, <laughs> if we live. This is we're calling this AC. <laughs> <laughs> This is literally the defining moment of our lives. It is. No, but it is, though. It's, but it is. It is. Like, so BC, not before Christ, the new BC. Before Corona. Yeah. And the uh-huh. new AC. After Corona. Yeah. I feel like in 2008, when the economy first went to hell, it took two years for rent to drop. So rent to drop, meaning because I wasn't here then. So, so like, when I lived in, so I lived in Silver Lake in a house in hindsight, here's another hindsight. If you have a fucking sweet deal, you figure out, mm-hmm. you you run, They'll do anything, keep it, sublet it, whatever. Yep. Hold on to it till you it's die. It's insane because I had a rent controlled four bedroom, three and a half bath house with a garage, washer and dryer, driveway and a yard I'm choke in you. Silver Lake. I'm gonna choke you. How much? When we moved out, I think we were paying $2,600 a month. I... And paying more for a two bedroom, two bath in Los Feliz. Oh, I, I lived on a hill. No, no, no don't walking finish. distance to the Red no, Lion Riley. and the Cha Cha. <laughs> You a bitch. So this was 2008. So this was before it all 12 years ago. Okay. And it was rent control. So then one of my roommates got pregnant. Mm. And then the other one. Kids ruin everything. Don't they? <laughs> and then the other one was in love. Oh boy. And then I was also in love, but he didn't want to move in with me. So I was on my own. <laughs> I was like, well, fuck you. But <laughs> but I was I didn't have the foresight to say stay in this place and start subletting those rooms out sure. because I had never done that before and I didn't even think about it. You but, also didn't know LA was about to become basically unlivable for the oh, cost. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But it went down first because when I was moving out in 08, I could not afford a one bedroom in anywhere close. So I had to go to Eagle Rock. Oh, I like Eagle Rock, which but that's I do, far. But it for people that don't as, live in LA, it's very far. It wasn't as fully developed as it is now. Sure. So now there's much more of like a as like a culture in an, in the neighborhood you can walk sure. to places and whatever then it was like the beginning of the gentrification of it but it was a long drive from ho- west hollywood it was like a 30 minute drive at two in the morning it was no. just a long drive it's too much which i know sounds silly because a lot of people commute and they're like oh you're being no but with traffic it. that's like an hour and a half yeah it that's was your just, whole life yeah no. and getting getting to work was like twice as long exactly but nope. so it just took a lot and i lived in like the first floor apartment underneath and beside the people that lived in the house above me i was like in the grandma apartment and they had a three-year-old toddler nope with hardwood floors nope let me tell you (laughs) 
the moment I knew that I needed to move out, but it was the reason I moved there was because it was nine fifty for a one bedroom, which is so cheap. A one bedroom, but it was teeny. I didn't even pay that for a studio ever in my time in LA. Yeah, but it was the size of a sneeze. This room. Okay, so for those of us, all of the audience that's physically not here like with us, four hundred right square feet. Yeah, no, three hundred square feet. No, this is this right here. This is about two hundred because okay. I I had a studio apartment that was three twenty. So let's say three hundred because it was like that was the kit like the, half of this room was the kitchen half was the living room and then maybe a little like half of the kitchen was the bedroom so maybe it was 300 square feet oh they were trying to make a studio sold as a one bedroom That's... i mean it had walls and a yeah, door but... yeah <laughs> you can make a one bedroom out of 300 square but feet i was That's... sweeping like they had tiled over dirt in nope. the kitchen so i was like du- i was like sweeping dirt i'm like <laughs> i believe that the ground <laughs> is coming up through the tiles i don't really can y'all take a look at this um <laughs> So anyway, but that was 950 and I moved out to Eagle Rock because it was 950 and sure. the studios in Silver Lake were 1050, 1100 sure. at that point. Which even now is con- is so cheap. Oh, that's I don't, insane. Yeah, you can that's... get like an efficiency that's the size of a refrigerator box for, for 1100 13. or yeah. 13. Yeah. yeah. But then that was 2008, 2009, end of 2009, all the rents went from 13. Insane. One bedrooms went from like 14 to 1000. Well, so I'm, then, I'm hoping, man. Please so let I this moved, be the break. I moved to the Hollywood Bowl, essentially, Ooh. at the top of Coanga, which Lovely. is like a really nice area yeah. for in a beautiful vintage apartment that was bigger than the one that we're currently in, which is a pretty big one bedroom yeah. for $1,000 a month. Girl! Fingers crossed. Let that be the relief that happens from so this I craziness. I feel like that's what's going to happen, but I just think... Listen, the bubble had to burst. Like we've been, burst. we've been in it. I mean, it sucks that this is what's happening and yes. people are sick. And Listen, and, I am not celebrating... Neither of us are celebrating anybody's suffering we we too are in the mix which is why this podcast is happening this bonus episode we're in it too and it is scary listen the prediction right now is maybe july i've heard june you know nobody For getting knows. back to normal forgetting no just to even like getting, getting back, back to, to work. work okay our job is dependent upon people flying into los angeles and coming to see these amazing comics you know people not being scared to socialize so i think that that's been the other part of the question so what are you guys gonna do and and, and like, to be frank, to answer for myself, I don't know. I don't know. And people have been lovely. And there has been uh, the people I haven't heard from in years are reaching out and, and being unbelievable to us. But I just think there's a certain amount of I don't know that we have to be OK with because yeah. otherwise you're, we're going to go crazy. I do think that there's like you were asking before. I'm like, am I scared mm-hmm. of this? And um, I think that I have a healthy level of complete disconnection. Same. No, I feel the same way. That's so real. I but feel it's the same what way. your brain does to cope with yes. stuff. And <laughs> this I'm, is trauma. Oh, yeah, this is called trauma. <laughs> Been through it before. Never oh, quite in this way. Not my first walk through yeah. this road. Yeah. But I was thinking I was going through it currently. And now we're in a whole nother level. We, so. we, we deeper. Yeah. We just going deeper. I'm like, oh, great. No, I'm fine. Everything is great. No, Everything. really. Is fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I posted a picture on my Instagram of the shining when they're driving <laughs> to the hotel. I saw that. You were like now mood. <laughs> no, it was like, we're great. We're lovely. Having a great time. And it's fucking Jack Nicholson. About and, to murder both of oh, them. Yeah. Red rum all day. But it's just, but I, you know, I've had so many friends who work in the service industry and in comedy yeah. and like, cause comics don't have anything to do either. Like everybody entertainment in general suffering hospitality and entertainment are the ones suffering. that are getting hit the hardest by this which in la like as far as who floats this city those are your two best which is industries. why which is why i really really hope mm-hmm. that they're gonna do us a solid and say hey we know that you are the reason that this city 
is able to be as successful as it is because without tourism, hospitality, yep. Yep. entertainment, who's nope. coming here? Why like, would you? Or come without here? hospitality, entertainment, there would be no tourism. Is I yeah. guess what I was saying. Yeah. So like, you're welcome. Yeah. Please tell them to stop charging us rent for two months. If you're giving people a relief on their mortgages, then give it us a relief on down their, okay. at least for two months. I agree. So please elaborate on that. Something Lee and I were talking about before we started recording was so I am about to have to send an email to the building managers who in LA, a lot of people bought up property ages ago because, you know, they knew LA was going to be a big, LA has been always a big city since the gold rush and entertainment has been here forever. I'm not discrediting what we already know about history, but a lot of properties were just purchased that were in not necessarily great parts of Los Angeles. And they were thinking about the future and gentrification and like the aspirational hope that they would eventually become good neighborhoods. And that's true. It's happened. I mean, Silver Lake, mm -hmm. Echo Park, Los Feliz, East Hollywood, where we currently are. Like, like, East Hollywood is sort of the last on the east on the east side gentrification. But it's happening here. But I mean, this is definitely in the middle of gentrification. But mm-hmm. like Los Feliz in the 90s was dangerous. Was dangerous. So was West Hollywood. Yeah. If you wanted to go, they were not great parts of town. No, and, and like, that's when people were buying. I mean, I wish I had the foresight. I mean, never, girl. I never ever have I ever had enough money <laughs> to buy a building. <laughs> foresight and rich parents. And rich yeah. parents. Yeah. But like, fuck, if I had yeah. had a grandmother that was sitting on a California craftsman yeah. on Franklin right now. <laughs> You'd be a multimillionaire if Dude. you sold it. I mean, it's crazy. So what something we were talking about is even though we have to deal with management companies who are usually almost always not the actual owners of the properties, if the bank is going to forgive them for the mortgage for the month, they need to tell us. But if they, so have they done that? I don't honestly know what has or hasn't definitively happened. I know they were talking, they were about, talking about forgiving about mortgages for yeah, commercial properties. That, yes, I heard that for commercial properties. But mm-hmm. then if we ask them, do they have to answer or do they, can they defer that and just say, you know, I'm not at liberty to discuss the whatever. Listen to all the lawyer friends of mine that happen please to have, <laughs> yeah, who passed the bar in California. Please slide into those DMs. I don't know. I did some research last night because I was going to email the the management company of my property just to be like, what are you doing and what's going on? Because they've had plenty of time to post notices to our door of, hey, stop hanging out in the courtyard, stay ten feet from people, wash your hands. Bullshit that we they all haven't done anything know. at my place. They haven't well, posted well, anything. You mean they they haven't assumed you don't know common sense my building's just like y'all don't have common sense we, we're about to double down oh the... they did post that yes, in your building oh that's so hilarious stupid. it's like <laughs> oh, bitch i already know to wash my fucking hands like leave me alone but they haven't mentioned anything about the financial piece and so i can't craft this email until i actually know so i was doing some research on who owns the building and it's all this like secretive stuff they aren't the lien holders but maybe that's the bank but maybe they all the owner I, I, it's all greek to me so i don't know so anybody listening if you have any insight please. into that please let us know well, because we need to it's just like you know when you're thinking about paying your bills you're like what do i need we were talking about this before like what do i absolutely need to pay mm-hmm. and if i can't afford to pay everything what are the priorities what are the priorities mm-hmm. so credit cards are first because they're mm-hmm. private yep. and no one gives a fuck about you and the they, credit card they company. certainly don't they're happy yeah. to have this time right now and then you know the rest i know that they said they're giving a moratorium they're not doing any evictions and they're not doing but that doesn't mean they can't charge us the fees That's i'm like the thing. these people charge late i have been late on my rent one By time a day and it was because my bank held my check unnecessarily and then bounced my rent my bank wrote me a letter saying that they were at fault and they still wouldn't reverse the you fee. have got to be kidding me wouldn't reverse it 
So the building still fucked you on that. Oh yeah. And I called, I called the guy. <laughs> Lee loves to get in people's asses. <laughs> That's what she do. I'm a crazy white girl. <laughs> I love to preface Same every girl. complaint with being like, Hey, guess what? I'm the craziest white bitch you're ever going to meet. And, and I'm you about gonna be to be real sad. I'm, I'm about, about to ruin to your life. It. Yeah. So, cause my, I was, I kept getting stuck in my garage because the door oh, wouldn't open. I remember you telling me this. And I kept being yeah. late for my day job at the time because I couldn't get the fuck out of my garage. So they had supposedly fixed it and whatever. And then they had just charged me a late fee. And then I couldn't get out of my garage. And I called the management company and I lit them up. (laughs) You were like, I will be in your ass from now until forever. I was like, I am going to scream at everybody (laughs) on the phone and the building managers until you guys fix. I was like, you're seriously charging me a late fee. I've never been late on my rent. Anyway, point is, but they still charge about anything. Yeah, no, they still fucking it was already done. But then I was like, I'm going to make your life a living hell. You're about to regret this decision for the rest of the time. I am the pettiest bitch you've ever oh, girl, met. Same. I'm so petty. If I can make your life painful because you hurt me, oh, it's about over. Hamhock, our mutual friend, uh, Punky, Punky, who's been on the podcast, called me, like, she's named me Petty Wop. <laughs> she really well we all have, we all made petty Pookie's petty as shit too oh She's no we all have nicknames we all have petty names <laughs> okay so um so that's something i've been asked have you been asked anything by anyone curious about the service industry i think I, the outreach that i've gotten has just mostly been they know we're out of work and they're concerned about our financial situation i honestly like a couple people have reached out and just been like are you okay do you need anything but some of them have been like chefs that i work with so you know they're out of work too yeah everybody in the hospitality business is just screwed like i know marriott because i work for a Marriott hotel for a long time and they just got furloughed today like at the end of today whoever is done after today is like no one's working again so what does that mean like as far as if the industry comes back does that mean that they might be hired back i think furloughed means that you get your job back but it doesn't mean you're getting paid but i don't know that can they file for unemployment then they can file for unemployment because i think they're technically unemployed and then they can use all their pto and vacation hours but they can't oh that's but they're not but they're not getting paid time off after that so they're not accruing they're not accruing any paid time off based on the hours that they're working and they're not getting paid for any of the time they're not working. I mean, it's a crazy thing to think about for people that don't work in like customer service, but specifically hospitality. I think we just all, I'll speak for myself. I have taken it for granted that that's just always going to be here. And I forget that it is definitely a luxury and a privilege to be able to go to a theater or even a movie theater or, you know, stay at a hotel or travel or any of the things that we just assume everybody gets to do, unless you're so severely impoverished we forget that so much of our industry is built on the shoulders of people who are willing to take whatever excess money they have and give it to us and give it to us yeah and another thing because i'm 41 and i feel like i thought i was being a good adult (laughs) (laughs) you were adulting well and then now i'm in this and i'm like no i make enough money i was making enough money that i should have way more money saved yeah so i definitely you know one thing that things like this do is give you a lot of time to sit and think too much too much too much too much and i think that i've learned a lesson in that like i'm not gonna be as frivolous with my money like i spend so much money on nonsense 
I just remember last week spending $30 on a coffee and a tuna melt. No, you did not wear. Stamp. Girl, that place is so expensive. What are you doing? But I never it's like go seconds there. from my house and I, I don't I don't touch it. I never go there. And then I went in and I was like, oh, I'll just go here. I know it's expensive. But then I walked out and I was like, you just spent $29. That's crazy. You're dumb. Especially because we work in the service industry. We tip our asses off. But so it's like, like pointless because I'm like, it wasn't even that good. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, food's what okay. is just the okay. deal? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> what is the deal? With- <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with Stamp Proper Foods? <laughs> Leaves become Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> I will say there is so much positive and good that is coming out of this. I mean, I'm scared. I'm not in a place where I'm like, hell yeah, we got this paid vacation. No, 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 no. I've said for a long time, I've wanted a bunch of time to be able to do creative things like this podcast and other things, other projects that I've had sitting on the back burner. I simply don't have time because of my survival job. Now that the survival job is completely gone, Mm -hmm. it's like, ooh, but I don't know that I want this much time. Well, here's what happened. And I was just like thinking back to 2010 again or 2009. So what happened was it wasn't just that the people that lived here that came from other places Mm-hmm. decided it was not worth staying. Sure, they left? Yeah. Sure. So I think that's going to happen this time also. I do too. There's a lot of people that are going to go home and never come back. So the renter's market or the the owner's market or whatever, what do we call this? Buyer's market the, or what, what? Is it a, it's a buyer's. Well, what is it you're describing? The fact that the landlords can charge a shitload of money for rent right now. Is going to go under? Oh, is, the, this will become a renter's market. It's it going to be a renter's not. market. It's an owner's market right now. Because the demand is going to be less. Correct. And no one's going to have any money. So yeah. they have to lower, like property value is going to go down mm-hmm. because there's no, no one is, there's going to be so many bankruptcies. And yeah. once small businesses go under, they usually don't come back. Unfortunately, well, I mean, you can't, financially, it's impossible. Yeah. So yeah. there's going to be so, unfortunately, so many small businesses are going to go under. Which means a lot of storefronts on these major thoroughfares are going to be empty. Yeah. Because right now, I mean, it was at a point where I was like, what are you selling? Yeah. How do you have How the you- money to pay rent in this neighborhood for the nonsense that you're selling? Well, you knew most of them were fronts for things. I mean, most of the stores on Melrose, you're like, this ain't clothes. No, but Los Feliz, <laughs> though. Oh, girl. The highest yeah. rent in the city. You're just looking at these places and I'm like, this is. This isn't. Fl- you're a cigar shop and you're staying open. How? What for that many doing? square feet? What yeah. are you doing? No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so- you ain't just selling cigars. Yeah. <laughs> so I did, but I think that a lot of those people are going to go out of business and mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to move back to their hometowns. They moved out here to be actors and they worked in the hospitality industry and they're like, well, fuck this. I'm going to go let my mom take care of me during this time or sure. whatever. And the city's going to sort of empty out, which is what it did in 2009, 2010. It's going to feel empty for a minute and then sure. it's going to get really full again. It's going to take about 10 years Jeez, and then we'll be crazy. back to where we are again. And I, it, I'm grateful sort of that I've felt like what this feels like before. It was never in this way, but, but you, you felt this fear i never felt the fear because i never lost a job oh so you still worked during all yes of it. i was working through all of it it was slower but i still had my job so this is the first this is unprecedented in that way yeah like okay. i had to stop spending as much but sure. i could afford my rent and my bills and stuff like that but maybe i canceled my cable or something sure <laughs> luxuries you know I mean? yeah but yeah. so you feel this is unprecedented in that way where you're like well shit now i don't have a job well you have your you have your business that you're she's a pastry chef so you have that going please on. buy my pastries <laughs> please god they're really good <laughs> what about other cities though like i mean obviously we can't necessarily speak to where they are right now do you feel like cities that are not new york miami or la because seattle doesn't necessarily have a huge export of people but they're pretty hospitality heavy so i wonder what cities where people are not going to leave do you think that they would have some sort of break in the rent or something like well, washington is giving everybody a break in the rent oh weird they're actually helping their citizens 
reasons. Yeah. What they're do you doing, mean by that? They're doing what relief, are they doing? Yeah. Relief on all utilities and all rent. Oh, weird. Yeah. So they actually want their people to stay there. Yeah. But here's this place is such a transient place that I think that it's they, also too densely populated. Yeah. They need people to leave LA to be frank. The hospitality industry needs people that are pursuing art or pursuing something else like you and I both are so that they can have us that are educated and competent and good at our job do the job that we're doing that we necessarily are overqualified for. That's not to say that hospitality is not difficult or doesn't require intelligence. They It does. But they a city like LA thrives on people like you and me that have something else that mm-hmm. we are pursuing mm-hmm. so that we need this, this hospitality industry to pay our rent and our bills whilst we do something else. So I'm just curious, especially because entertainment is taking a hit right now. Did entertainment take a hit in 2008 or 2009? Do you remember shows shutting down production? No, because it wasn't. This is different in that it's a health, it's a public health crisis. Sure. So yeah, things were slower and there wasn't as much opportunity, I think, to find jobs in those places. But the people that had jobs weren't at risk of losing their jobs necessarily. I mean, maybe a little bit if it came down to like the more frivolous kinds of entertainment things. But I think reality TV probably shut down or I don't even know, maybe reality TV was like the highest, but they don't pay shit anyway. So, but (laughs) facts, but like, I don't know, just like the extras probably went away in the entertainment business. And I don't know what that means necessarily, but I think that people who had jobs didn't have to worry about losing their jobs as much. I mean, I think everybody lost a little bit in the recession, but here we're talking about things being shut down and no one, you know, I think everybody is currently making salaries if they're on salary and Mm -hmm. working from home. But if you don't have an audience, I think on, Online content is one thing, but you can't make the same amount of money if you're not in a studio producing a show and putting it out with an audience every day, which is what a lot of these people make their money on. So if you can't have those things, like there's only so much you can do without a live audience. If if your whole thing is about performing in front of a live audience, whether it be live stand-up or Jimmy Fallon or David Spade or John Oliver, I think there's a lot of people scrambling to rethink the model. The model. I mean, I think it will break things wide open. It's just a matter of with hospitality when we were doing the paycheck to paycheck thing anyway unless the bills and all the things that people have brought up are deferred when will we ever be able to make back what was lost during this time and i don't have a good answer for that oh i don't think we'll make it back yeah i don't think so either i think that this is just we'll have to take a loss but i do think just on the grander scheme of things like the world was sort of spinning out of control a little bit in my opinion and i think people are becoming more disconnected and i don't want to get too crazy philosophical or whatever but but it's it's just part of this but i do think that you know science-based stuff is that this whole thing started because our world as humans is encroaching too much on wild animals and there's not enough space for the wild to be wild and for civilized worlds to live in that way but like so we have to we're so greedy we have to take over every single space Mm -hmm. now because of that we're paying for it by getting these diseases that we wouldn't have gotten from them had we not lived in in such close proximity to them so you know there's a reason like coyotes run up and down the street in Los Feliz every night I literally saw one last night when I was walking around because they've got nowhere to go they 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 lived in a park Mm -hmm. that has been developed around yeah to the point that there's nothing left for them to eat in their natural habitat so they have to come down and eat my cats (laughs) you guys are gonna be okay (laughs) i mean i I moved far enough away from the park that they don't come down this far but like you got all these fucking limes and fruit flies you can feed them that late i I can just throw limes at their head for fun (laughs) you know the thing with customer service is that it's sort of this weird contrarian relationship where we get treated a certain way 
just to like tolerate it, especially in a hospitality industry that accepts tips or that we survive on tips. We tolerate a certain amount of poor treatment because we're like, well, shit, you're about to pay my rent. But as rents decrease, I'd like to feel that we're going to tolerate less of the shitty behavior (laughs) and be like, (laughs) I need less of your shekels. So I'm all set. But yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else you've been asked or anything else you've thought of during this time in relation to customer service? I think that maybe what I'm hoping that comes out of this is that people are so isolated that they recognize how important community is. And Ooh. so I'm hoping that when people are finally like out and about again, they're just nicer to each other. I agree. And I hope that that transfers to customer service industry. Not that we're shit on all the time. I do have lovely customers just as much as as I have shitty customers. But the irony notwithstanding that the last shift that I worked before all of this went to hell, I had a woman like pin me up against the wall and be like, I didn't drink this. This isn't right. Yeah. Yeah. You were working that night actually. Yeah. And be like, this is wrong. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it now. And like threw the receipt at my face. And literally at the time I was like, I need a break. Like I need a vacation. I literally just—I wasn't even yelling back. I was like, "You're just like I'm, I'm get dead a inside." Like I, yeah. I, I feel nothing. But also, imagine whoever was with her—her her husband or boyfriend—is oh, he now quarantined with her. <laughs> karma's a bitch karma's yo a bitch. <laughs> you chose the wrong partner so yeah because he ended up tipping me well and he was mortified i'm sure and like he was just like yeah no it's fine i'm sorry it's fine it's fine <laughs> oh boy we make our choices don't we yep oh <laughs> i goodness. didn't even think about that mm-hmm. if you guys have any other questions or anything like obviously this is a special bonus episode but feel free to slide into my emails service from hill podcast gmail.com if you have any questions for lee she's gonna be on a later episode that won't air for a little while but thank you lee for being willing yeah. to do this and talking through this order my pastries at oh. abby Abington Ave Pastry on Instagram. At Abington Ave Pastry. A-B-I-N-G-T-O-N-A-V-E Pastry. Yeah, she can come to you. She can deliver. She also has insurance, so her her <laughs> little cottage kitchen is is clean. And we're joking about the fruit flies. They ain't in the kitchen. We, we, we ain't in the kitchen. It's I'm okay. literally about to juice these fruits. <laughs> yeah, she's going to juice them fruits so that she can throw the, the corpses at the coyote heads. Exactly. Thanks, guys, for listening. If you have any questions, let us know. And like, yeah, this is a special bonus episode about the coronavirus because we just got so many questions and wanted to try and answer them about the hospitality industry. I don't really, I mean, there's nothing really else I can think of to say, but here's what I will say. When we do finally come back and because this isn't just affecting LA, this is affecting a lot of major cities and a lot of states. If you had the luxury of being paid during this time and your business did a good job of taking care of you, if and when you do choose to go back out to dinner or go out to a theater or go out to a bar or go out anywhere where tipping is customary, just think about doing more than you normally would. I mean, I'm not going to suggest exactly how much that should be 100%, but like, hey, you know, whatever you can give a little extra just to shine a light on the fact that a lot of us were fully out of work during this time. Obviously, that's appreciated. And to the friends and family that have reached out to me directly and just been like, what can we do? And who have, you know, just Venmoed me out of nowhere. Like, I just can't even tell you how grateful I am and how grateful we are for people like you guys in our lives and the number of comics that have reached out to just be like, are you okay? I know you're not getting tips during this time. Like, are you going to be able to survive? I can't even tell you what that means and how impactful the good is rising out of this situation too. And I'm super grateful and super blessed. So yeah, I mean, that's it. That's all I got to say. Lee, yeah. you got anything else? No, I think you said it all. Yeah. I think it's good stuff. And I, yeah. I just, I really do look forward to coming back to a place that is more 
in touch with the community. Yeah. And each other and kindness. And each other and kindness. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like maybe we needed a wake up call for that. Uh, Not maybe. We definitely did. Yeah. I mean, social media has been pulling us apart for a really long time. time. So as much as we're going to be in our phones right now, I think that the isolation is going to be really hard and it's going to make us really appreciate each other when we get to see each other again. So, I mean, I I know that we have, you and I are in front of each other now, but like we have a small group of people that we sort of trust that haven't been out gallivanting. (laughs) And it's a small group, y'all. It is not a lot of people. You would be surprised. Oh my God. I can't Uh, even, I'm going to go off. (laughs) But yeah, we have a small group of people. Yeah. But no, I'm excited to get back into the world and hope that people have seen the light a little bit. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any other questions, reach out to us here. You got our you got our socials. You got the email. Thanks, Lee, for your time. We ha- Yeah. This multiple episodes today. You're a trooper. It's been fun. Yeah. You got your kitties on an episode too. My cats have been causing such a ruckus. <laughs> but they've been good though. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a good night. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.